Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. And I'm a big barbarian monkey wizard. I'm not. That's acting. I'm Sam. It's me again, Ed. Don't worry. It's me. Good. I was worried that there was a big barbarian monkey wizard over the other side of the (laughs) microphone from me. Uh, And welcome to the podcast that takes you deeper, oh so deep, into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. We're continuing our lovely uh, ride down this subclassical adventure, looking at all these subclasses coming out of Unearthed Arc. I always, always mess it up. Unearthed Arcana. Nice. um, For 2020. Hey man, what's going down? Sam, if the people want to have a conversation with us uh, within the world of the interwebs, mm-hmm. where can they possibly do this? Oh, everywhere. You can find us on all major podcast directories, uh, including our own website, startaset.buzzsprout.com. If you want to email us anything, any questions, anything, if you like the show, email us on startaset20 at hotmail.com or leave us a review on Apple or Google. We're also on Dem Social Media's Dare, uh, Startaset Podcast on Facebook and Insta and Startaset Show on Twitter. That was a good Twitter noise. Thank you. Very good. I have have tweeted. (laughs) That's what it is, right? To twit. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, were you about to actually move the show onto things that people want to hear about? Ed Flowbreaker Sylvester. Yeah, we're doing more subclasses this week, aren't we? For your barbarians, your monks, your paladins, and your warlocks. Oh, warlocks. So let's unlock this uh, lovely, lovely box of information. Number one, barbarians. What's the number of the beast? You don't need to know because this subclass is the path of the beast. Right. I came you, hyped today. You were on fire. Oh yeah, so, <clears throat> if you want to unlock the internal- Ah oh, man, do you know what? I'm actually a little bit fed up of the whole barbarian, animal, nature, blah blah blah. Mm. I like this- I like this subclass, right? I do. But I feel like they should've just- Just- I don't know. Get a new book. <laughs> Go to the library and pick up- you know, stop- stop getting the same bloody book and reading the same book. Find a different thing that isn't animalistic. Anyway. So Path of the Beast allows you to have a bestial, bestial, bastial spark within your soul that when you rage it is released upon the world, right? How does this differ from the, oh, what was the race in Eberron? They're like were people. We did a show Shifters. About... Yeah, shi- no, uh, yeah, I think it is actually Shifters. Yes, it is Shifters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, how does this differ? Because they're sort of animal people too. Uh, correct. Answer... Don't really know if I'm going to be honest, Sam. Um, the you do see some uh, similarities between the two. Whether I haven't, I've yet to play this subclass with a shifter. You might not have shifters in your uh, campaign. You never know. It might not be an Eberron-based stuff, or your That's DM true. hasn't got to that point where they've incorporated that all together. But it's a good question because part of this path, subpath, whatever path of the beast. Um, they give you an ish- a area which is the origin of the beast, right? You yeah. roll a d4 and it gives you a vibe. Now these like are pretty cool. Yeah, no, I'll give it. I'll give it to them. They are. But you remember when we were sort of doing the how do you get uh, shifters into your campaign and things like that? Yeah. This is actually quite good for that kind of thing, anyway. Mm-hmm. But um, you do see a little bit of cross compatibility. So primarily is the first one. One of your parents is a lycanthrope, and you've inherited some of it, right? And that is a hundred percent why shifters are shifters. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, so 
Enough of that and my few problems with the characteristics or, you know, whatever, the, the flavor of the subclass. Mechanically, it's quite interesting. So when you rage, um, you tr and this again lines a little bit towards the shifters, when you rage, you transform and your beast nature manifests itself in a natural weapon. Uh, this can either be a tail which you can thwip people with, uh, Exactly, giving you some, uh, which has reach. Um, you can fully Wolverine it up, grow some claws, or if you fancy, go for the Sabertooth vibe, you know, depending on whether you feel like being a hero or a villain. Um, or you can get a uh, big mouth, um, which basically you bite things and then you regain a number of hit points equal to your constitution modifier. I think they've missed now, a trick here because they okay. uh, they list it out in the playtest material as uh, tail, claws, and bite. But then mm. within bite, they say your mouth transforms into a bestial snout or great mandibles, which I think is a those, wonderful spell name. Or just those, a are, those are some great mandibles, though. Great mandibles. I think it's, like your, it's like your granddad. That's granddad, and that's great granddad. Great mandibles. That's mandibles. That's, that's great mandibles. <laughs> I feel like he's a gnome, maybe, with huge dentures that he borrowed from a dragonborn. <laughs> hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you um, for not instantly swearing at the size of my teeth. <laughs> so these are useful, I will give you that. The bite one, however, is quite interesting, especially as a barbarian, you're going to be raging, you take half damage. The fact that you can actually regain some of this whenever you do um, damage mm -hmm. is quite tasty. So theoretically, if you're halving every bit of damage that comes in, mm -hmm. as you regain it, the regain is almost like doubled, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's that quite, yeah, it's, it's nice, but it's good whatever um next up we have bestial soul uh, which level. that is sixth level thank you um so your natural weapons in your form they become magical which mm -hmm. is quite nice that's always useful the other thing is you can now take on um you can do a little bit of darwin from the x-men where you bring along your beastie spirit oh, I like that, to allow yeah. you to adapt to the surroundings that you're going in and you can choose from these right you gain a swimming speed equal to your walking speed and you can breathe underwater form of the fish you know <laughs> uh you gain climbing speed equal to your walking speed um form of the gecko sticky, yeah sure sticky feet um you make some jump stuff so you can jump a lot farther form um, of the and that's those frog ones or tiger or something that jumps Exactly, but you say that with the tiger thing. That's that brings me back to this. The monks have been done a lot with beastie stuff because if we go back to the way of the totem warrior, mm -hmm. do you remember one of those is the tiger? Yes, it is. Yep, which allows you to jump further. So it there's, you know what I mean? It's a little bit recycly. Anyway, form next of up, LeBron James. <laughs> Slam dunk. Next up, we <laughs> yeah, have sports. <laughs> <laughs> We have Infectious Fury, where your bestial rage is so fantastically magical and brilliant, um, you basically start to put this upon other people, right? So you hit a creature with your natural weapons, mm -hmm. and they, they freak out. They go, oh, oh, I've got rabies, and they, they rabies out. They take a load of damage, and they use their reaction to make a melee attack against somebody else. Well, sounds, Next up. Yeah, don't like to be yeah. hit, so you hit back harder. Like it. No, it's not that. It's you attack an enemy, mm -hmm. 
and your rage, which you're used to dealing with, clouds their mind. Oh, and they, I see. They, yeah, they freak out and attack somebody else, not you, basically. Um, then we have Call of the Hunt. Now, this is mental. Um, this is at 14th level. The beast within you grows so powerful, you spread its ferocity to your allies. So when you rage, you choose a number of winning creatures you can see within 30 feet, mm -hmm. and then they have the ability, whilst your rage is going on, so not just once, for a long time, usually, to gain the reckless attack feature, which gives people advantage on their attack rolls. Insane. Then you have advantage on saving throws against being frightened, and you also gain five temporary hit points for each creature that accepts that benefit. Okay? Super useful. Super dangerous. <clears throat> yeah, it is. It's very good. Um, the f this is the bit which I kind of question how good it is, and you can kind of see this as part of it being playtesting, mm -hmm. because you right now, as it stands, you can use this feature equal to your constitution modifier, right? right. This is so many times to do this, which mm -hmm. is really very good. Uh, it's it just seems like you 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 and and um oh, the rhythm of Dungeons and Dragons typically you're not going to get into more than two to three fights before you get a long rest kind of in so yeah, yeah, yeah. you're going to see this basically be there for most of the combats that you get in I think it's quite rare that I find personally and this might just be me my DMing and people might go no Ed you're wrong you can you just make it harder on people and they have to spend longer before they you know, can rest. Fine, fair enough. Mm -hmm. um, but my experience is you tend to be able to get this stuff in and you get that long rest a lot quicker. So this will potentially, at 14th level, always be on. Which is which is nuts. So, I don't know, there may be some balancing issues, but hey, that is what that is. Ed, I've shaved my head and I've gone to a temple. I'm a monk. Sure, I, I, th I just thought we had to have a bit of a conversation. That was all then. <laughs> Uh, let's take this off podcast, Sam. Are you okay? <laughs> Do you want to share something? I want to share my way of mercy. Excellent. Um, not the name of your dog. Uh, way of mercy. So this is the with one hand you give and with the other you take away, basically. Mm -hmm. um, this is monks who have learnt to channel the energy of life within themselves and around themselves. So this is... Kind of. Chi yeah, bending. sure. Chi bending. Let's call it chi bending because I think chi is is a life force. There is seen yeah, as a life yeah, force. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, this is this is a, the only D and D race that tells you what you should be wearing. Um, they hmm. tell you that you can. Well, they don't tell you, but they give you an idea of a potential mask that you should wear. So it gives you yes. a D6, and you can choose a mask, which is quite interesting and a little bit flavorful. Um, I think they've kind of taken the uh, influence on this from old school plague doctors a little bit. For the raven, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So let's go with what this looks like. You've got at third level, you get two things, which is quite tasty because it's always nice to have more than left. Um, you have hands of healing right hand hands of harm left hand don't get them wrong because people will get upset um you can basically punch people into health or punch people more into death oh my god that's the so best if way to describe can you imagine it. that someone's down i guess yeah because they say isn't it like if if someone's gone down they're doing saving throws you could just i got this you channel it all into your hand and you just bang and your hand becomes like a defibrillator and they just sort of yeah exactly yeah back to or, life if you're, if you're having a real bad day, you've done the wrong one, and then they just sort of disintegrate in between, <laughs> underneath your hand. You just die more. 
Yeah, exactly. So that's uh, that's what you get at third level. I don't need to go into that too heavily. One heals, one does not, um, uh, necrotic damage. Level six, you have a aura where you basically start just excreting poison. That's, that's the best way to say pretty, it. You, can you turn it on and off? You can. So once you do it... Um, <laughs> Thank God for that. Yeah. You spend a key point to turn your key into an aura of toxic miasma. Ooh. Um... Basically, uh, and if you've got just like a really, like a green cloud surrounding you, mm. um, anybody who comes into it, so anybody, by the way, that comes into it oh, uh, has shit. to make a constitution saving throw and become poisoned, yeah. but people, uh, ranged attacks have disadvantage against you because you're in your cloud of fog. Makes which, sense, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's what, kind of what you want to do because that also kind of off-puts um, the missile snatch ability that the monk gets. Yeah. You can catch a missile and throw you it back e at him. You can extend the key point to, yeah, throw back a crossbow bolt exactly. or an arrow or something. Exactly. So, that's that. So, we've had a we've had a nasty one, we've had a nice one, we've had a nasty one. So, here comes a nice one. Uh, healing technique. So, you can then start restoring hit points to creatures using your healing hands. Um... <laughs> You can basically get rid of a condition or disease. So you basically sweat and or fart health potion. Yeah, that's kind of it. Um, so this one, you just you pump when you're doing the um, when you're doing your healing stuff. You also get rid of I don't know, poisoned or paralyzed or blinded. So instead right? of instead of hitting that guy to bring him back to life, you just go and fart on him instead. And he feels better. <laughs> Either yeah. way, you're not going to get a job as a doctor. Done. Uh, last but by no means least, we have Hand of Mercy. The whole reason why we're in this subclass, what it's been named after. So this is really weird, mm -hmm. right? You can basically expend four hit points and... Key points. Send... Sorry, thank you. Four key points and just freeze a creature in its, in its state, right? Like During this hold. time... Kind of, yes, yeah. but basically, so this is for the amount of days of your monk level, so it's a 17th level feature, so at minimum it's going to be 17 days. Mm -hmm. They get frozen, they can't take any damage, has immunity to all all damage, yep, any curses, disease, poisons, and it's, it is suspended, so it just literally appears um, dead, but ultimately at the end it just poofs back out again. So, hang on, whoa, mm. whoa, neddy, whoa. Can yeah. you just... Yeah, there's a constitution saving throw, but that's it. There is it. a save. That's it. That's it, yeah, exactly. So you, you can do this something, you just oh go... Oh, my God. And and you can either use it as a way to save an ally, right? Because they're, they're immune if you hit them like this. Oh, you can just so you put can, them into so, stasis. Exactly. Or, and this is a little... This is why it's a bit of a problem. Um, you can potentially get your big bad and go... boop. And then they're stuck like this for 17 days. During that time, you fashioned, I don't yeah. know, whatever Manifold. the fuck you want, a large cannon ready to fucking blow up <clears throat> in his face immediately as soon as he steps out of it. Sorry, I'm quite sweary today, aren't I? That's fine. Rather you than me. There's a few swears in there. I, I do apologise to all of our younger viewers. Listeners, but go on. <laughs> it's mad though, isn't it? Like, you just I just grabbed the tail of the dragon. Ping, right. You've got, what was it, 17 days? 17 days minimum. Rob the lot, get out, run. It's going to take us a week to clear this out at best, and we've got yeah. 10, 10 days to go in the Let's opposite go, direction. Exactly. 
let's go bring that bring that dwarf dwarf demolition crew in here um mm -hmm. set up those explosives there 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 right yeah. well that's taken two days so what do we want to do for another 15 days i don't know should we oh yeah okay let's go blow up that dragon now you know what i mean it kind of takes all the yeah. it takes all of the um <clears throat> it's fine if it if it's like a final move and then they they blow up because this is similar to the when you um have your way of the thousand fists hundred yeah. fists thousand the one where basically you do the vibrating palm and they take mm -hmm. an absolute mega buttload of damage yeah that ends something you know what i mean that is a this is my moment <laughs> This doesn't give you anything. It doesn't give you like a real sense of da 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 da. We've won. It's just oh, hang on. I've just put this guy into pause mode. Well, then that's and now the... we can take our time and. But that's the DM, isn't it? Okay, you freeze yeah. him. You better come correct because he will. He'll wake up and he will come for you in the night. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no save. There's nothing like that. So you don't. It's not like later on they they make an they make a save or anything during the process. So once it's done, it is it's done. done. Yeah. Yeah. So even if they've got, you know, the the the, and I suggest this on all DMs. Never have just one big bad because they can get stun locked and all this sort of things. Have your big bad and then have two little allies running around to mess with the party and help hench other people. people out of that. Yeah. Yeah, hench people. Even if you come equipped with hench people, it just takes it out. Anyway. Whatever it is on that front. Next up, uh, we have... Ooh, I like this one. The Oath of the Watchers. I'm watching you. You're watching yeah, me. Yeah, I'm watching you, like you're watching me. paladins already. Well, these are... These, so this is a order of paladins who spend their time uh, on Netflix. <sighs> and that's all that they do. No. Oath of the Watchers. So they no, it's not really that, just in case you were confused. <laughs> <laughs> um, guarding the material plane from all... Oh, God, I knocked the microphone. From all points of external forces coming in. Like this Watchers very, very... in the Marvel Universe, it sounds like. Yes, a little bit. Uh, and I do tend to see a little bit of imagery that links in between the two of them anyway. Mm. So this works really well. And do you remember when we were talking about our Rangers episodes? Mm-hmm and our Paladins episode, that we said that these two kind of do have a little bit of a mirroring. Your Paladin is that kind of um, warrior for your monk, not your monk, your warrior for your cleric, and your ranger is your warrior for your druid. Fighter. Oh, druid, sorry. Yeah. Um, so the ranger side of this is the horizon walker who literally sits there and watches for extra planar entities coming in the paladin oath of the watchers they guard against extra planar enemies coming in mm -hmm. so that's that there is the tenants as we always remember they always have um their own things that they have which is actually pretty good and links quite in some of them tend to be a little bit loose vigilance the threat your face are cunning powerful and subversive be ever alert for their corruption so they're really good kind of for like an inquisitorial vibe on that mm -hmm. front uh, loyalty, discipline. Next up, they have a load of spells. Not going to go into those because hey, they're just spells. And if you haven't, if you haven't heard all of them, and what's that spell? Then what's going on, guys? Go back, listen to them all. Oh, chromatic orb. There. Sorry, I know we're not going through them, but yeah, augury. You used that in our last campaign. I think. I did. It's very good. Whole monster somehow different to whole person because oh, it's a monster, Sam. Come it's on, come on. Yeah, there you go. You would have Moon failed beam. that one. Yeah, I would have failed that. Well, I fail yeah, them all, don't I? They've they've listened. They know how bad I am. <laughs> 
So, um, at third level, you get some channel divinity options, which is quite interesting, actually. So you can use your power to basically freak out um, the any fey fiends that get within, or any extra planar elemental fey fiend aberration within 30 feet, you can hand turn them. Now, Sam, for those of you who, and Sam, and for those of you who are less D&D rules, uh, Ofei. When you turn a creature, it means that they are afraid of you, and they l spend their turn legging it, ultimately. Mm. Um, if there's nowhere for them to move, they dodge instead. So that's always nice. Um, you then move on to get an aura, and as we remember that typically paladins always get an aura um, at 7th level, and then a boost on it at 18th, uh, where you nicely and very nicely, I like this, you boost the initiative of your entire crew. Theoretically, That's really because you're cool. watching for danger. <clears throat> He's over there. Shoot into that bush. But there's nothing there. Shoot into that bush. Yeah. Give it Do three it. seconds. It'll be a laugh. Well, yeah, just aim no, your bow, there. like, into the air and to the right a bit and fire. And in three days, you're going to ruin something's day. <laughs> nice. Next up, I like this one because it links very nicely um, with Hellish Rebuke. Vigilant Rebuke. Ooh. So if you bring out a tiefling and they start doing some hellish rebuking and then some vigilant rebuking, nobody's ever going to touch them. So uh, you can magically chastise anyone who tries and casts spell at you and your wards. So the people who you're looking mm -hmm. after. Um, basically, if somebody succeeds at saving throw against a spell, you can do 2d8 plus your charisma modifier damage to the spellcaster, which is lovely. That's really um, great. Yeah, exactly. I just I like the idea that you've got this combination. You can just do that, by the way, at will. What? It's not like oh, you can do it. Yeah, so you can do. It's not like oh, you can do it three times in mm. um, before resting. Just that's always on, provided that you remember it. Uh, and then finally, as we always see with the paladins, you turn it into uh, an avatar of the thing that you are. Bulwark. Uh, the Watcher. Yeah, you become the mortal bulwark. I mean, it's the second time. I feel like Mortal Bulwark, Bulwark and Bulwark. Um, Grand Mandibles. Great Mandibles. I think they might be friends. I think Mortal Bulwark is uh, Great Mandibles' bodyguard. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In fact, that's that's how he describes his services because he is both mortal and a bulwark against any sort of damage. I don't think I've ever heard the word bulwark used as much as in our last week's worth of shows. You want to bet? Bulwark. Bulwark, bulwark, bulwark. <laughs> right. So as the watch, you have true shite, tr true shite, true sight. Everything's going wrong. In 120 feet radius, you have advantage on attack rolls against elements, phase, fiends, and aberrations. If you hit a creature with attack and deal damage to it, I've lost Sam. He's completely gone. <laughs> on a fail size, the creature is banished to its native plane of existence. I think Bloody lovely. I think true shite also hangs <laughs> around with mortal bulwark and great mandibles. Exactly. Sam, I've got a question for you. Go on. Have you ever had a friend like me? I was thinking that when I read this. Yeah. Bah, 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 bah. I was thinking about that um, song as well. Um, it's a great one. Warlocks at first level. You get the Noble Genie. The Noble Genie. So this is a this is a new patron, the Genie. Oh, the worldly if patron. You, that's true. If you wish to make some deals, get some wishes, hold some hands, do some uh, impromptu musical numbers, then boy, is this the one for your your lovely warlock. Bulwark. Um, bulwark. It's hard to stop. Warlock. Bulwark. 
so this is really nice actually because this um, what they call patron right the way it works is it works by you linking a tiny vessel with a creature to you right now this isn't this isn't it's slightly different to how you would usually expect a genie in terms of genie lives in the lamp poof 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 out it comes mm -hmm. you basically link through a vessel right which can be a lamp an oil ring a stoppered bottle you know oh. whatever holds a genie yeah, yeah to yeah. another member of the party okay right okay now when you do this you both get some get some bonuses that's good yeah it's really cool it kind of it forces um and especially when this is first level as well it forces immediate uh, collusion between the party that especially when you know first D&D game within a new party sometimes it is a little difficult to figure out you know where you sit what do you do I'm gonna be the big damage guy or like I'm gonna be the person who talks about this and I'm the I'm the tortured soul who sits in the corner crying all the time mm -hmm. I'm the guy who's perpetually or gal who's perpetually happy and jolly and thinks that the adventuring is bloody brilliant this allows you to kind of forego that a little bit and be already make friends you know what i mean mm -hmm. it's already sitting there so hold my genie yeah a, a little bit <laughs> hold it um so while you're tethered to a creature you gain the following benefits which is a bonus to your wisdom perception checks equal to your charisma and when you cast a spell you can deliver the spell from your space or the creature's space oh which is always nice Kind of um, like um, duplicity, except more useful and they can hold stuff. Yes, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also have that with the... Well done. Uh, with the Artificer as well. Do you remember with the Steel Defender? Yes. Yes. And also with the Paladin... Uh, not Paladin. Rangers and their... Um, beasties. That's the animals. That and also them. Pack to the Chain as well. But here we go. Carrying on. So this isn't new, but it's also quite a good one. Now, the parchment, um, you go up to sixth level and you get elemental resistance. Obviously, as we remember from our deep dives into the elemental planes, genies, elemental beings, depending mm -hmm. on which one you're going to. Uh, your patron grants you protection from an element whether you, you know, when you finish a long rest. The tethered creature also gets that as well. Can you change Boom. that after a long rest like the Steel Defender? Yes, you can. Blimey. That's so you choose really each useful. time. So we're fighting so go, a dragon right, tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. Which dragon are we fighting? Oh, it's fire. It's a red dragon. Fire. Right. I'm gonna bloop, change it to fire damage now myself and you, my lovely compatriot, who I always tether with. Um, which now that I say that sounds very weird. Uh, we are both resistant to fire. Yeah, yeah, bloody yeah, yeah. brilliant. That's really good. Number ten, protective witch. Blah blah blah. Wish. Protective wish. Blimey, things are going sideways today. A protective witch um, is when she puts her head out the window and she goes, No, he can't come out to play. He's got asthma. <laughs> uh, exactly. So, protective wish, you basically swap yourself with the place of the thing that you're attached to. Super useful. So, yeah, so you attach yourself to the barbarian and then flip that sword thing that was going to hit you and do loads of damage to you now goes on to the barbarian the barbarian's raging takes half damage bish bash bosh everyone's having a lovely time mm. now this one uh i really like right genie's entertainment um you can basically send the thing that you're you're connected to and it doesn't have to be a buddy to your genie's court to you know dance um based on his musical number that he's currently singing for uh, some time? 
I can't remember how long it is. For an amount of time, whatever. Oh, for a minute. So they basically go over, you banish them to you banish them to the genie's court, and the genie sits there and tells them bad jokes and does loads of impressions and things like that. Finally, we have the collector's call. Um, so you can, and I like this as well, so as an action, you can employ your patron for aid by making a charisma persuasion check against your warlock spell save DC. So you're, you're saving against yourself, which is quite interesting, but... Um, this is, you know when, you know, and, and uh, hey, like, the only main real things that we've got of genies is Aladdin, so I'm going to keep coming back to it. You know when they're in the cave and he's like, oh, I bet you can't get us out of this cave, and he's like, oh, no, I, I can bloody do it, and it's in, instead of a wish. He tricks him instead of a uh, wish. Oh, right. Kind yeah, of has yeah, that yeah. element to it, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not using my wish. I'm not going to do that. Don't think about that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to trick you into it, and then you're going to tell me it. So... Provided you get uh, the success. Creature you can see within 60 feet uh, regains 86 hit points, ends a disease. A creature you can see within 60 feet has disadvantage, and you or you can cast Legend Law spell without material components. Now, Legend Law is something where you basically go, here's this axe, tell me all about it. Yeah. And mechanically or theoretically or the other one to mechanically, what I'm talking about. From a roleplay sense, that's what I'm talking about. The genie has obviously been around for fucking yonks. So it knows. Right. It just knows stuff. Yeah, exactly. So that happens. now. What's the, the other version of that spell? You need like a pearl, don't you? A pearl and some... I feel like parchment, something like that. Don't know. So it is... sounds like you've been doing some reading. No, there's. Um, I only know it because uh, Caleb has it on campaign two of Critical Role, which I've just got to, and he has a spell like that where he can just read stuff, and he needs a pearl to do it and a couple of other things. Right. Okay. Fair enough. Um, tongues? Is it tongues? I don't Possibly. know. It doesn't matter. Anyway, whether this succeeds or fails, and this is really nice, and I think that they've they've spent a lot of time on this one. This and the Paladin are by far my favourites out of these two, these subclasses we're looking at. Whether it succeeds or fail, you need to sacrifice non-magical tre treasure worth up to 500 gold pieces to your patron. Hmm. So this is this is either you try to fucking trick me, don't do that again, <laughs> and you go, I, do you know what, I'm really sorry, here's 500 golds worth of treasure. <laughs> and they go, alright, fair Fine. enough, you're forgiven I suppose. Or you trick them, they do it, they realise, and they've gone, oh, you, you absolute dick, right? I can't believe you've done that. Well, it's too late now, but give Next me 500 time. gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that's it. That's that. Um, that's those subclasses. There's a fair few in there. Oh, there's Ooh. some nice stuff. Um, I think there are some balancing issues on a few of them, and we do tend to see the subclasses come out a little overpowered. I think overpowered probably because people like to have more than less, so then wizards kind of go like, here's all of this stuff. And Tell us the bits that are breaking your game. Yeah, you can play bits off other bits, can't you? You can play this off a race or a whatever, which comes with their own sort of baggage sometimes. Exactly. So, after all that, let's bring the show to a close. We don't have time for a subsection. We don't even have one prepared, if we're going to be completely honest. Is this a professional show? Don't know. Up to you. How dare As you? always, we have been Starter Set. You have most definitely been our listeners. Roll very well, and we will see you next week. Bye!
Hello, I'm Great Mandibles. You'll note my friends, Mortal Bulwark and True Sight. Pay them no heed. Bye.